WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Now that the Republican and Democratic Party conventions are over and the list of candidates in Michigan is finalized, you can expect to hear a lot from the candidates leading up to the November 8th election. Epic MRA pollster Bernie Porn says the Whitmer campaign has much more money to spend than the Tudor Dixon campaign. The television advertising for not only the Whitmer campaign, but the Democratic Governors Association that has had the greatest impact on the election thus far. And uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, the conventions will be pretty much inside baseball, and I'm not sure it's going to impact uh, people very much. Porn says Dixon has an uphill battle, but will be attacking Whitmer on inflation and higher costs. Meanwhile, the governor will benefit from supporters who are pro-choice. Reactor 1 of the Cook Nuclear Power Plant is offline after an issue noticed by crews on Sunday. Plant spokesperson Bill Downey tells us there was a trip of one of the reactor's four coolant pump motors Plant operators followed proper protocols to safely remove the reactor from service and place the unit in a stable condition. Downey says Unit 2 remains at full power. Power to our customers and all the customer base here in Indiana, in Michigan and Indiana. No service issues are expected. And even though we don't give a timeline for going back online, it's not expected to be very long before we're able to get back up and running with Unit 1. Each of Cook's two reactors has four reactor coolant pumps. The pumps provide coolant flow to remove and transfer heat generated in the reactor core to the steam generators, which create steam to power the turbine generator. Downey says when the problem is detected with any of the reactor's four coolant pumps, an automatic shutdown of the reactor occurs. He says the public was never in any danger. Market Van Buren is working with Van Buren County as it seeks to increase the availability of broadband Internet for residents. Market Van Buren Zach Morris tells us the county hired DCS Technology to do a parcel-by-parcel survey of the entire county to determine precisely where there is broadband and where there isn't. The results led to some surprises. We had 10,000 parcels, or about 25% of the county's occupied parcels, are unserved. And, and interesting enough, most of these federal programs will reach, that are out there right now, reach about 3,900 of those parcels, which means about 600 of those, 6,000 of those parcels are still unserved, even after we get some of this federal funding. So it's important that we get the record straight, that the census tracts are inaccurate, that we have these unserved parcels. Morris says having this information documented will help the county seek grants and other forms of funding to roll out more broadband. He says the pandemic demonstrated that Internet's essential, and from an economic development standpoint, having broadband makes the area more attractive to business and workers. With the data from the survey, Mark and Van Buren will work with providers and local governments to help them pursue support for further expansion of the utility. A Dwashak Middle School student was arrested today for bringing a gun to school. According to a letter released by the district, the student was found to be in possession of an unloaded small-caliber handgun, but no ammunition was found. A letter released by the district says the student's guardian expressed concerns to the county police, who then informed the school resource officer. The student was quickly escorted from class and arrested. As district policy, any student in possession of a weapon will be expelled. District Superintendent Jonathan Wan says the situation is an example of a positive partnership between police, the district, and the community. 
With kids heading back to school over the next couple of weeks, a new AAA survey shows many drivers admit to risky behaviors when going through school zones. Your spokesperson, Adrian Woodland. A survey of Michigan drivers found that 37% admitted to speeding in an active school zone, while 27% admitted to using their handheld cell phone while driving in active school zones. Woodland says it's important to constantly scan the road for people while driving and be ready to stop at a moment's notice in school zones. She says you should also talk to teen drivers about safety since car crashes are one of the leading causes of death for teens. Traffic is fully open on the Napier Avenue Bridge over the St. Joseph River, at least temporarily. The Berrien County Road Department tells us uh, crews have completed the planned rehabilitation project on the bridge and two lanes in each direction are now open again. The rehabilitation work started in March. It hit a snag in April when crews doing sandblasting spotted a need for more repairs and the bridge was closed completely for a few weeks. They eventually were able to reopen one lane of travel in each direction. The road department is still waiting on some material to add additional supports to the underside of the bridge, but and that's expected to arrive in October. At that time, the bridge will be taken back down to just one lane in each direction while the last of the work is done. For now, the bridge is back open at four lanes and safe for travel. The rehabilitation project initially was to have cost between $1.8 and $2 million. Since the April closure, the cost has come in between $2.7 and $3 million. And Celebration Cinema will mark National Cinema Day this Saturday. Spokesperson Emily Lokes tells us it's all about the joy of seeing a movie on the big screen, and they're offering a special promotion this Saturday. It was high time that there be a National Cinema Day. The main thing people should know is that all movies, all formats, all showtimes on September 3 will be presented for no more than $3. And they'll offer a free 46-ounce popcorn. Loke says they have some special screenings, including Spider-Man No Way Home with extra footage. We have some great summertime movies that are still in our theaters, so this is a good, great last chance to see them. In Benton Harbor, they'll be showing the horror classic The Blob. Loke says it's been a rough couple of years, but theaters are glad to have a strong comeback summer. National Cinema Day will be held at more than 3,000 movie theaters and 30,000 screens across the country. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues. The Justice Department says it's completed its review of documents seized from former President Donald Trump's Florida home, and it's expecting to file a more detailed response by tomorrow to his request for a special master to see if any more documents could be covered by attorney-client or executive privilege. ABC contributor and former FBI agent Brad Garrett says there are many reasons Trump could have kept the boxes of highly classified paper. Did he take them just for keepsakes? Well, maybe. I'm skeptical of that, if it's true or not true. Did he take it for money? I mean, he does have a history, obviously, of making a lot of money. He likes to make deals. Could he use the, some of this information to negotiate deals with foreign nationals, foreign leaders, whatever it might be? Or is there reputational damage information in the documents that he had? Authorities in Bend, Oregon, say an employee who died in a shooting at a Safeway supermarket attacked the gunman in the produce section and tried to disarm him, likely preventing more deaths. The 66-year-old employee, identified as Donald Ray Surratt Jr., was hailed as a hero by police in the city about 160 miles southeast of Portland. Surratt and a customer, 84-year-old Glenn Edward Bennett, were killed in the sun- on Sunday evening and two others injured. 
And police say the shooter shot himself moments later and was found dead in close proximity to an AR-15-style weapon and a shotgun. Updated COVID-19 booster shots could be rolled out soon. The Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are both expected to meet as soon as this week to authorize Pfizer and Moderna's newest boosters, targeting the BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more on the timeline. If the CDC and FDA both sign off on the new boosters this week, shots would likely roll out after Labor Day. Regulators aren't asking that these boosters go through the same clinical trials as previous COVID vaccines and boosters because they're made from the same foundations of the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, which the FDA commissioner says have been given safely to millions of people. In a tweet, Commissioner Robert Califf encouraging all who are eligible to get the new boosters. Jay O'Brien ABC News. An influential Shiite cleric announced he will resign from Iraqi politics and hundreds of his angry followers responded by storming the government palace. The move sparked violent clashes with security forces in which at least 15 protesters were killed. Medical officials said dozens of protesters were wounded by gunfire and more were injured by tear gas and physical altercations with riot police. The protests today followed the announcement by a Shiite cleric that he's stepping down. Iraq's government's been deadlocked since his party won the largest share of seats in October's parliamentary elections, but not enough to secure a majority government. The Federal Trade Commission today accused the mobile analytics company of selling sensitive data that tracks individuals at reproductive health clinics and places of worship. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. Kochava is what the Federal Trade Commission called a location data broker that collects a wealth of information about consumers and their mobile devices. The data sold by Kochava, the FTC said, could be used to track people at sensitive locations like houses of worship, domestic abuse shelters, or somewhere that could infer an LGBTQ identification. It could also be used to identify women who have had an abortion. This is not illegal, but the FTC said in a new lawsuit, Kochava should implement safeguards. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Indianapolis police say two Dutch soldiers wounded in a weekend shooting that killed another member of their commando unit could soon return to the Netherlands. Authorities said today 26-year-old Simi Postma died, surrounded by family and colleagues after the shooting early Saturday outside of a downtown Indianapolis hotel. Police described the shooting as so- the surviving soldiers as having non-life-threatening wounds that they were helping coordinate relatives coming to Indianapolis and returning the victims to the Netherlands. Police believe the shooting followed a disturbance outside the hotel, but released no additional information on Monday about the investigation. No arrests have been announced. The soldiers were in the U.S. for training exercises at a southern Indiana military base. U.N. inspectors hope to make it to the grounds of a nuclear power plant in Ukraine this week to assess current risks as a result of recent shelling nearby. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. On a trip to Sweden, Ukraine's foreign minister believes... This mission will be the hardest uh, in the history of IAEA, given the active combat activities uh, undertaken by the Russian Federation on the ground. But Putin spokesman Dmitry Peskov says Moscow welcomes the inspectors. He contends it's Ukrainian forces shelling near the complex. His take? Stop the shelling and tensions can ease. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. NASA scrubbed the launch of a new moon rocket on a no-crew test flight after a cascade of last-minute problems today. They included unexplained trouble related to an engine. The next launch attempt won't be until Friday at the earliest. The 322-foot rocket was set to lift off this morning from Florida on its first flight, a mission to propel an empty capsule into orbit around the moon. 
The shakedown flight will be a big step forward in America's quest to put astronauts back on the moon for the first time since the end of the Apollo program 50 years ago. And an extreme heat wave is about to blanket the western U.S. and people there are being told to get ready. More from ABC's Alex Stone. It's shaping up to be a heat dome with the hottest temperatures of the year and maybe record temperatures ever on these dates. Areas around L.A. are expected to hover around 105 to 110 degrees later this week into next. That dome of hot air is expected to sit over much of the west for days worsening the drought and spiking fire danger. All of it could stress the power grid. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.